welcome to another episode of Freaky Flicks. <laughs> welcome all my little freaks out there to another episode of Freaky Flicks. <laughs> this is your host, Mr. Jesse Drackman, welcoming you for another spine-tingling episode of Dramatically Theatrical Evil. Or I would just... Just another episode of Freaky Goodness. Yes, welcome, one and all, to Freaky Flicks. The show where I take a deep dive of sorts into the films that you don't dare enter. You may have seen or may have not seen. Either way, I go in there and uh, investigate for you and live to tell the tale. This week's a good one. We talk about uh, the 1962 American science fiction horror film, The Brain That Wouldn't Die. Also known as The Head That Wouldn't Die or The Brain That Couldn't Die. But The Brain That Wouldn't Die is a film that is essential viewing, in my opinion, to anyone that appreciates classic B-grade horror. Directed by Joseph Green and written by Joseph Green and Rex Carlton, the film uh, is completed in 1959 under the working title The Black Door, but not released until May 3rd, 1962, when uh, it was released under the title The Brain That Wouldn't Die, has a double-header feature with Invasion of the Star Creatures. Now, this film is uh, a good film. I enjoyed it quite well. I was a bit dubious. I, To be honest, I just fell in love with the title. I thought, the brain that wouldn't die, it has to be a Freaky Flicks episode. I mean, you know, people talk about horror movies and, you know, you hear the same old, same old, you know, boring, boring, boring... And I like to liven things up a little bit and talk about some classic gems that um, you really should check out. And I think this is one that you should all check out. Uh, This one is a black and white horror film with shades of science fiction. It's basically the mad scientist that uh, experiments with body part transplants... uh, Has done some experiments that didn't quite go to plan, but he's forever seeking the... The perfect transplant. And it's not until a freak car accident with his partner where her head is severed and her brain is still alive um, that he goes for gold to try and create his greatest triumph, his greatest body of work, his greatest transplant achievement to attach her head, her severed head, to a brand new body. Uh, quite an interesting journey. I mean, the guy is, uh, you know, in the beginning, his methods are radical. Uh, you know, we see him in the operating theater working alongside his uh, soon-to-be father-in-law and uh, his uh, girlfriend, partner, uh, you know, is... Um, 
yeah, just, you know, the, the meat in the sandwich, basically, you know, the, the, the father is of the old school, the son is of the new school in, in the world of medicine. And, uh, the father does not quite agree with the son's methods and tactics in, uh, you know, um, performing surgery, but it works. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, yeah, quite an interesting, uh, dramatic relationship early on in the film. Then we go on to, you know, the accident where he survives. Uh, he, he's quite the mad doctor and he survives, uh, the accident and holds his, uh, you know, his partner's head to, uh, you know, with the, the, the hope of saving it and reattaching it to another body. I mean, he, you know, his whole thing is to, to keep body parts alive and keeping his fiance's severed head alive for days, um, is, you know, just quite a, a feat in itself. Um, Throughout the film, we enter his laboratory where there is, you know, um, failed or, you know, attempts of experiments in, in the past, like a mysterious lumbering uh, brute that is locked away in a cellar that you only hear from banging and grunting. There's also his assistant uh, who has a reattached arm of sorts, like just, just a totally mutated arm. Um, it's, yeah, it's quite an interesting film and, you know, his, his tactics are just bizarre, unorthodox. Um, as I said earlier, you know, the, the conflict with his father and soon to be father-in-law, um, you know, to save a patient that was pronounced dead. And he goes, no, no, I will save this guy. And he does. Um, the, the doctor, the mad doctor, his name, Courtner, his beautiful fiance, Jan. Um, yeah, like he rushes back to his country house basement laboratory with a severed head, uh, where his crippled assistant, Kurt, they work together to revive the head in a liquid filled tray and it's quite, it's quite cool, like, looking at the head, you know, with all the tubes hanging out of it and feeding liquid and, you know, and, and I, I just kind of the whole time just looking at the actress thinking, that must be the, must have been the most uncomfortable experience, you know, her just hiding under this little bench, this laboratory table and, you know, with her head wrapped in bandages to give the illusion that her head is severed and, uh, you know being kept alive from his bizarre methodology. Um, so yeah, he, the Courtner, the mad doctor decides to commit murder to find a body for Jan. He hunts for, you know, the suitable specimens at a burlesque nightclub and even a beauty contest. And while Jan, his fiance begins communicating, uh, telepathy, telepathically with this uh, hideous mutant that's hidden away in the cellar. Um, and their relationship just, you know, it's almost like she just gets a little bit mad herself of sorts. And I guess you would too, if your head was severed and you were being kept alive in the most inhumane way possible. 
So anyway, he uh, lures a, yeah, the mad doctor lures a, a um, an old girlfriend to his house, and you know, with the promise to you know fix her scarred face for plastic surgery, he drugs her and takes her to the laboratory where uh, you know Jan is basically you know trying to put you know do a last ditch protest of sorts to stop his experiment from going ahead. Um, cause she doesn't want to live anymore. She, you know, she wants to just die. She's begging for him. Just let her brain die. Um, and yeah, it ends up with, you know, the, the telepathic link between the fiance and the monster coming to fruition. Uh, the monster was revealed to be this hideous brute. Um, the, which is kind of the cool horror part of the film. You see this monstrous head that looks like a cyclops of sorts. Um, the, the special effects, well, the practical effects for the, the makeup of the monster was, um, you know, for its time, pretty cool. Um, and the, the monster's just this massive, you know, hulking brute that just destroys the laboratory and uh, helps Jan set the fire ablaze. Um yeah, it's it's kind of crazy, and uh, the monster saves, you know, the unconscious uh, ex-girlfriend to safety, uh, you know, and the, the morbid part is, you know, as the lab is up in flames, Jan, the, the fiancé, you know, closing the film says, I told you to let me die, and then the screen just goes black and followed by her maniacal laughter it's um kind of a bit creepy and weird there's a lot of really cool nods to the time of the the late 50s early 60s you know you start seeing the the fashion changes with the mod dresses uh you know the guys and the girls doing the 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 go-go dancing of sorts you know the, the 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 crazy mod dancing um and yeah you know the cars are cool the the mad doctor drives a sick sick looking Cadillac. It's beautiful. It's shiny as all can be. And, uh, yeah, look, I mean, the movie overall, I mean, I've, I've given you the whole plot in a very short time frame. Uh, that's what I like to do. And, you know, in terms of practical effects, uh, it's simple, but it works. You know, you see this cool looking kind of creepy laboratory, You've got the mad doctor, you've got his creepy assistant, um, you know, the damsel in distress being the ex-girlfriend, uh, the fiancé playing the, you know, the victim of the severed head, uh, begging to be, you know, just let leave her to die. Um, yeah, I mean, the brain that wouldn't die is well worth checking out. It's uh, easily found... Um, on most streaming services and YouTube. Uh, I found it on YouTube easy enough. Uh, there'll be a trailer in the description link. And uh, yeah, look, check it out. It's fun. I would give it a thumbs up myself. And uh, yeah, the brain that wouldn't die, man. It's it's fun. Um, Jason Evans, uh, Jason Evans, sorry, plays the mad doctor, Bill Courtner. Virginia Leith, uh, playing Jan Compton, the uh, the poor, the poor lady that uh, suffers, you know, suffers uh, quite badly. Fun fact about uh, 
Leaf is uh, her debut was also the first film directed by Stanley Kubrick, um, a self-financed art house film, Fear and Desire, in nineteen fifty-three. Uh, she went on to be in a bunch of different movies: Violent Saturday, Toward the Unknown, On the Threshold of Space. Um, starred alongside you know acclaimed actors like Robert Wagner and Joanne Woodward. Uh, but yeah, I think her career will be most known for her role in The Brain That Wouldn't Die. And, uh, yeah, she, you know, later on, uh, was in a few TV series as well, like Starsky and Hutch, Barnaby Jones and Beretta. But, uh, yeah, she died in 2019. Um, and funnily enough, upon her death, her body was donated to medical science at the UCLA Medical School. Go figure, right? But, uh, yeah, look, the, the film is uh, worth checking out. Uh, the cast is cool. I thought the actors, you know, they weren't atrocious. Uh, I can promise you there are movies out there that um, defy logic in terms of the acting. But uh, The Brain That Wouldn't Die does a good job. I was pleasantly satisfied with it. It's, uh, it's a classic film. And uh, definitely, you know, if you're a horror connoisseur, check it out. It's definitely one for the belt. On that note, folks, this wraps up another episode of Freaky Flicks. I've been your host, Jesse Drachman. Until next time, my little friends, stay freaky. <laughs>